Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Between the Covers. I'm Kelly Wilson coming to you on behalf of Shoreline Publishing. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of speaking with Will Spokes about his latest novel, Lucene's Blessing. How are you today, Will? Yep, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, good as gold. (laughs) Great to hear. Now, listen, I probably am not alone in saying that I'm very intrigued by your new novel. Um, Being a children's and young adult author myself, uh, it holds great interest to me, but let's face it, uh, this book... Will could not be more different than your previous novel. Can you, <laughs> yeah. uh, can, you tell that, bit, <laughs> can you tell us a bit about the plot? <laughs> um, Lucene's Blessing is a book I wrote about eight years ago. Uh, I've got got young kids in our family now, young grandchildren, uh-huh. and uh, I, uh, at the time my, my my granddaughter was living with us. And uh, I was thinking about her and her future and her world that she lives in and mm-hmm. and all the little boys and girls, the, the worlds that they live in are so very, very different to ours. Business. Yes. And, and they, they see the world full of unicorns and fairies and princes and things like that. And, and, and uh, I started thinking about how would she, how would she uh, evolve, as it were, and uh, I guess that was the starting point of Lucene, but yeah. I don't really remember any particular thing that sparked the story off. Um, there's uh, a feature in the in the book where she leaves her home and walks around the corner to her grandmother's house, mm. and uh, to get there she has to go through this little park, and it's a very spiritual little place. It's very oh, I love it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's an intriguing little place, and it's full of life, and beautiful uh, flowers and perfumes and stuff, you know. And when she walks through there, a strange thing happens. She feels this uh, a, a sort of a spirit. Uh, wow! Come fly over. She never sees this this particular force, but it, it, it there's something she there feels that's it. Yeah. connecting with her. And oh, I love uh, it. she she walks through that garden to her grandmother's place um and that that park reminds me a little bit of my childhood I spent a a lot of time on my own when I was a kid and uh, we weren't exactly wealthy and uh, so we had to make our own fun yeah and I used to just love being out in the garden my mother had what you would probably call an old style English cottage garden with all those Gorgeous. The old plants in it, like um, the uh, grape hyacinths and ferns and um, daffodils and things like that. And I imagined all these little people living in amongst it all, you know. <laughs> this is magic. And I think so much um, of imagination is missing with young people today. Uh, so good on you for your. Yeah, well, you don't. That. 
you don't need much imagination to play on a laptop, unfortunately. No, you, you're correct there. And uh, so I used to play out there. I'd make little little houses for these people. And one <laughs> Mind you, this was when I was about six or eight years old. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of quit by the time I got my driver's license. <laughs> Other things to do. <laughs> Other things to do. So, I, I, you know, I guess it was um, that memory still lurking in the back of my yeah. mind. Was your inspiration? This, yeah, about this park, this wondrous park. And then when uh, Lucine gets to her grandmother's house, it's one of those lovely old sort of federation homes like you see in Melbourne's eastern suburbs, huge old place. Beautiful. And her grandmother, Rose, uh, lives there on her own with her little dog, Ebony. <laughs> the house is always immaculate. The gardens are always immaculate. Yeah. And Lucy never sees a gardener or a housekeeper and it never dawns on her to ask her grandmother how she keeps this huge house yes. in such good order. But there's things happening somehow or other and I leave that unexplained. Please, I yes. I well, that sounds really clever. Yeah. I don't explain it, but eventually she, uh, her grandmother Rose is actually mentoring her and uh, training her to take over the role as as magist because this is a, a um, this is a role that is handed down generation to generation and has been for hundreds of years. Now, Will, would you mind just explaining to our listeners what a magist is exactly? Um, a magist is uh, is like a, a sorcerer or a, a or a um, a combination of a sorcerer, a wise man, a priest. Um, and readers um, love that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just a quick reference that uh, most people will be aware of, I think, of the three kings that visited uh, Christ on his birth in uh, Bethlehem. Those three wise men were magis. And uh, uh, so this is the um, ancestry of our, our girl Lucene. So and Persian, her, ancient Persia? Um, I've got them as... Um, uh, yeah, yeah, antique Persian. Uh, yeah, um, but uh, anyway, I'll, I'll come back to that if I may. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, her, 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 um, her, uh, pre or her uh, great. Well, I'm, I'm not going to put in the greats, but <laughs> <laughs> the um, the ancestor was a trader, and he used to trade along the uh, the uh, Silk Road. Uh, most people have heard of the Silk Road now yes. in, in in rather dark terms, mm. uh, being uh, an instrument of the Chinese uh, takeover of the universe. But in those days, the Silk Road ran from one end of uh, uh, Asia to right almost mm. through to the Carib uh, to the uh, Mediterranean, uh, and fed um, uh, Japan, China, uh, India, all those countries along there, and. Um, uh, Lucene's ancestor is Armenian, and uh -huh. they they live more or less North Africa, that part of the world there. And uh, her ancestor's coming back from a um, a trading mission, and he stops at uh, uh, one of the the resting places along the way. It's a um, market town, oh. and uh, he said his men all have, go and have a, a a bit of a relax, a bit of a play, as blokes do. <laughs> and he's having a wander around and he's accosted by this guy 
in an alleyway who looks like he's about to be murdered. He's, he's very nervous, trembling, and he's, he's beseeching this guy, uh, Toussaint, his name is, our, our trader, to, uh, to help him. Yeah. He is coming to possession of this manuscript and uh, it's causing him a bother. It's got uh, strange powers oh. and it's, a, it's an ancient thing and it's bound up in brass and, and you can't open it. You can only open it wow. if it allows you to, <laughs> if it deems you responsible enough, uh, yeah, if it deems you life. worthy enough. Wow. <laughs> and if you try to if you try to mess with it and force it open, then uh, bad luck's coming your way. And Whoa. unfortunately for this guy, he's had a bit of bad luck. So Cousin yeah. uh, takes it off his hands and uh, then uh, by the story starts, he becomes the first in the long line of the Armenian um, Magi and it's passed down a lot. So um, you can imagine... Yes, an icon like that would create a lot of uh, jealousy, intrigue. Yes. Yeah, people trying to Indeed. get hold of it for for, yeah. for all the wrong reasons. For all the wrong reasons, which is mm. history in a nutshell, really, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yes. So uh, that's it. It comes down to Grandma Rose, which incidentally is my grandmother's name, <laughs> Grandma Rose. Beautiful. And uh, and uh, she's uh, mentoring Lucine. Um, to uh, take over the role and look after yeah. that um, icon, that uh, religious icon. That's amazing. So I, I can only assume that with the way you write, the journey um, is going to unfold, is not going to be completely smooth sailing? <laughs> no, not completely. Uh, I mean, he get, oh, the, the old boy, he gets home to wherever he comes from in, uh, yeah. in Armenia. Um, but there was a... As often happens, there was a bit of a purge. The uh, the, the Turkish uh, government didn't like the Armenians in about 1912. They um, basically got stuck into them and threw them out of the country. So uh, Lucene's uh, ancestors there packed up all their valuables and um, migrated to Australia eventually and set up their family here. And uh, that's where we find them now. And they're living in the uh, uh, they're living in Melbourne's eastern suburbs, those mm-hmm. leafy suburbs. So readers can relate to an area. Yep. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I think so. we've all seen the old elm trees and. Yeah, beautiful. Your descriptions sound gorgeous. Well, let's. Mm. I've got lots of questions for you today. Um, yes, please. I've seen um, that you obviously really. Um, love a connection between generations and I think that's a very important thing that's missing um, in a lot of society today. Was that yeah. a message you were wanting to really put forth to your readers? I'm sorry, say that again? You obviously value a connection between um, generations. Um, yes. Was that a message that you wanted readers to sort of think about or understand? Yes, I do. I think um Australian kids seem to, um, to a large extent, ignore the, their elders, whereas in most yes. societies in the world, elders are revered and, uh, and, and there's a special place. Uh, goodness me, there's no, I don't think there's any such thing as an old folks' home in Italy. You know, yeah. I mean, the, yes. the, the parents there, the grandparents there are, always live in the family home and are looked after by the family. Yes. So yes. I wanted... 
to see if we could engender some thought about that, you know. Yeah, I can see that and I think that's a fantastic thing. Yeah. Now, listen, as a writer, how do you stay motivated? You, you're obviously really knowledgeable and well-researched. Uh, how oh. do you stay motivated, though, with these, you know, this novel is so different to your previous one? <laughs> um, oh, that's a good question. I mean, um, I had I had an extremely um, busy uh, professional life working mm. in uh, commercial radio selling advertising oh, and wow. really, really high-pressure, intense yeah occupation yeah and uh, I was forced to leave that job uh, with health problems and I found myself sitting at a staring at the window <laughs> and I still had all that sort of go 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 you know yes and, yes and, two extremes and, uh, I used to write up the uh, uh, promotions and uh, do write a lot of the the commercials as well because I didn't think the blokes employed to do that were doing a very good job of it so yeah, um, season performer. Mm-hmm. yeah, so my imagination takes me away and uh, I'll sit and think and away we go and start. Great thing, creativity, isn't it? Yeah, and I found that uh, because I'm not working any longer and my wife still does, yep. and I'm at home on my own during the day. Yes. And I'd be going nuts if I wasn't doing something productive, you know. Well, lucky us because, you know, you've really put some um, great things out there. What did you find the hardest thing about writing Lucene's? Did you have a scene that in Lucene's Blessing was just really tricky to write? Yeah, she has. She, her grandmother has a confrontation with these three old biddies who are trying to wrest control of the um, the manuscript from her, that that was a bit tricky. I didn't yes. want to be too dramatic with it or too scary with it. That's right. It's a fine line, isn't it? Yeah. The other one is that um, uh, she has a she has a friendship with a uh, let me say a normal girl, and they they develop a great close friendship, and uh, they're, they're both into surfing and one thing or another. But our Lucene is. Um, at the sort of genius level with her studies. Right. And she wants to do medicine or something like that. Yes. Um, but there's a lesson that I'm trying to push in there that uh, the, the importance of caring for the, the people about you that you love and you Correct. care for. Yeah. And her friend um, becomes ill and the temptation is to use the manuscript, the power ah, of that, yes. to heal her friend. But that is in breach of the rules. You're not allowed to use it for your own gain or, you know, the betterment of your own life or those around you. It's it's a complex situation. And she's she's torn with this and she's um, really uh, deeply emotional about it and her grandmother picks up on it and the grandmother um, grants the power of the, uh, the manuscript to help Lucene's friend overcome a serious illness. And in doing so, she herself bears the negativity. Oh, gosh, there's lots of layers to this. Yes. Now, you're obviously a very creative, wise and lovely soul, Will. Um, Can I ask you? you, You're going to put that in writing for me somewhere. I will, absolutely. No, I'm so grateful to be speaking with you, but... There are lots of writers and listeners out there that will be inspired by you today. Do you have any words of wisdom for anyone embarking on a writing career? 
Yeah, um, my wife was working for many years at uh, in academia. She worked at uh, Monash University and uh, Melbourne University, and uh, she was surrounded by a lot of big heads, you know. And uh, yeah, and uh, at time to time. The pressure would get to her, and I, I, I had this Latin quote, and I don't know whether I've actually got it got it right or not, but uh, <laughs> it, it goes, um, uh, uh, "Nils illegitimus carborundum," oh. and and it, and it basically means, "Don't let bastards wear you down." <laughs> so, Love it, because <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so that'd be my advice. Nice. To, to writers, don't let bastards wear you down. Yeah, if you're enjoying what you do, sometimes it does become hard. It does. Just, just, just close the computer and go yeah. for a walk on the beach or something. There's tomorrow, something right? Yeah. That's right. And come back to it refreshed. Yeah. But don't now, let bastards wear you down. I agree. I love that. That's perfect advice. Well, Will, Lucene's blessing, I really believe it's going to be huge and it's an absolute credit to you. It's Thank intriguing. You. It's engaging, and I don't think it's just for the young. I think lots of age groups of people are going to love it and be challenged by it. So, listeners, I encourage you to grab a copy. It's available at all good bookstores, libraries, and, of course, online. Will, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you today. I wish you every bit of my best for your future. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Have and a great day. I, incidentally, I don't care whether you buy my book from a good bookshop or a bad one. <laughs> Another good quote. I like this. Maybe <laughs> your next book should be quotes. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. We'll the see world according that. to Will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see you Thanks for All your right. time. Thank you very much for yours. Bye-bye. Bye. For- we hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers produced by Shoreline Publishing.